our season finale, Steve. Getting a bit emo. Getting a bit emo. I know, 20 episodes into season two and we're wrapping up for the year because it's Christmas, Festivus, Hanukkah time. Uh, just Festivus. Yeah, or just Festivus? Yeah. A Festivus for the rest of us. Yep. We should have um, done the strike. I was telling you before, we should have done the strike for uh, for our finale. Too yeah, little, too Christmas late. Time. Yeah, oh, maybe Christmas 2018. Yeah. Sounds good. We're, we're already booking podcasts a year ahead. Yeah. That's how organised we are. <laughs> yeah, well, I wish. Yeah. <laughs> this is Bidwell Basque, but I don't want to be a secondary character. My name's Ivan. I'm Stephen. And this is a podcast where we talk about the secondary characters from one of the greatest shows, if not the greatest show of all time, Seinfeld. Indeed. And this week we are talking about a Season 5 episode. We're going to talk about the mango. That's right. The first episode of Season 5. That's so right. So after the uh, the pilot, you know, the pilot part 2 episode, you know, the two-parter? Yeah. Part 1 and 2. You know, that ended that, Season 4. That did, yeah. And uh, Dalrymple died. We talked about Dalrymple and the shoes last we week. Did. We talked we did. A, touched a little bit on... on I just going to say touched him. No, not quite. <laughs> <laughs> My I name's. Don't what, I'm I don't not, know what you did in your last week, but uh, uh, yeah, I'm not Kevin Spacey. We all get lonely. <laughs> no, <laughs> we, <laughs> a bit too old for Spacey, I think. I think so. Yeah, I, think I need to be at least one. Yeah, anyway, anyway, um, so uh, yeah, so we're doing the Mango uh, season five, episode one. We did talk about Dalrymple just a little bit last week, but we'll save him for a future episode. I think. Yeah, he'll get his own. What's the deal with episode? Uh, eventually. Uh, if you want to get in touch with us, you can. We've got an email address, bidwabask at podcast uh, at gmail.com. You can say hello on social media as well. We've hello. got a handle uh, at bidwabask. We're on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Uh, we've got a website, bidwabask.com. And uh, if you want to listen to us on iTunes or anywhere else you can, uh, you get your podcast, you can. Uh, just type in Seinfeld or bidwabask. Uh, if you want to help us out, you can leave a review. Um, or tell your friends or family um, yeah. who might like Seinfeld. Please. If they want to listen, that would be awesome. But that, uh, say hello in whatever fashion you like. Yeah, that'd be great. We always love feedback and criticism and stuff. And if you've got an... Well, not quite criticism. If you have an episode you want us to do next season for season three, because we are back in January, like probably, what, mid-January? I think it's January 10 or 11. Yeah. It'll be the second week of January. Thereabouts, yeah. And we're actually going to have a really, really special announcement to go along with our first episode of season three. We so, sure will. Something really epic is going to happen. So yeah, uh, we'll so, tell you all about it next year, though. Yeah, we're pretty yeah. excited. But, um, yeah, we'll keep it under wraps for now. And we'll yeah. reveal all the details at the start of next year. Sounds good. And in case you're wondering, you know, if, especially if you're, like, in Australia, you're probably thinking, hey, guys, it's Thursday after 2 p.m., Where's your podcast episode? Well, this one's been a bit delayed. We're recording on Thursday night right now as we speak, Australian time. Uh, this episode will be up most likely either Friday night or Saturday during the day. So, okay. uh, yeah. Yep. So it's, well, don't to, freak out. To the listeners, it's up when it's up. This isn't live. No, it's not. But I'm just saying, because you know, know. a lot of people like you know, listen, know. want to listen straight it's away. It's just funny because you're saying... It'll be up Friday or Saturday as if people are listening now, but no one's listening now. Oh, you know what I mean. I know. Yeah. <laughs> when it's up, yeah. your point will be irrelevant. Irrelevant. Anyway, no, I'm I just know. saying I'm like... I'm just teasing. Yeah, I'm just, just saying funny. if people like refresh their feed on Thursday, they're like, the fuck? Yeah. 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 That's what no, the, the delay is my fault, but <laughs> for reasons we won't get into, but that's fine. No, that's fine. So a bit later, we'll talk about a bit of a plot synopsis about the mango like we usually do. We got three secondary characters today, Karen, Joe, and Renee. Do you have any, Steve? Uh, that's all I have. That's and all I, I think have that's all that appears in the episode. Yeah, and that's all that's actually credited in the episode. Yeah, there's Crazy no enough. weird minor characters for me to uh, crap on about. So No, no. Short and sweet today. Exactly. Some Seinfeldisms as well. And uh, what's happening over at Melbourne Central in Melbourne City? Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about their Festivus that's happening over there. Yeah, pretty cool. We'll do that at the end of the show. Yes. So, before we do, let's do like we always do at the start of each bid we'll ask. Seinfeld News. 
final Seinfeld news for this season and the end of 2017. Uh, three things to talk about, but three really cool things, actually. Cool. Well, not cool, but interesting. I was going to say, most of your news is just boring. No, it's yeah. pretty good. <laughs> yeah, it's all pretty. <laughs> it's, it's pretty good. Yeah, it's, yeah, some of it's pretty obscure, though. Yeah, it's good, though. So That's what we want. The first one is a, uh, a piece of news that is weird, but it was highly reported. Um, I read an article on The Guardian, uh, and it is called, and this is very uh, indicative of what I'll be talking about, it's called, What's the Deal with B-Movie? Why Someone Watched Jerry Seinfeld's Cartoon 357 Times in 12 Months. I was going to say, I thought they were talking about us for a second, because you know how we did the review of B-Movie? <laughs> yeah. I watched it like twice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think I watched it once, and that was enough. That was enough for you. If you yeah. want to know what we think of B-Movie, go back about five or six episodes, and it's our B episode for that week. Yeah, you'll find it somewhere. Yeah. yeah, yeah. it's uh, We review B-Movie. We weren't really happy with it. No, no. It was quite a B-grade movie. Yeah, definitely. Literally. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. Not much buzz. Isn't that the one where the guy watched, didn't they record like his Netflix usage or something and they found that in the, like that user watched it 357 yeah, times? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Netflix uh, famously don't release any data on their subscribers or on their ratings or anything like of that. Of course. But for whatever reason, they released about a week ago the most, the, the thing that was watched the most repeatedly in the last 12 months in Europe and the UK. By one user? By one user. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and it was B-Movie. <laughs> Jerry so, Seinfeld's animated film from yeah, 2007. That's it. So Crazy. Between November last year and November this year, someone watched it. Uh, they're in the UK. They didn't say who or no, where. No, of course. Uh, had seen the movie 357 times. Nice, so nearly once a day. Yeah. Not bad. And uh, second to them, there's a person in Spain who's watched it 281 times. Shit, maybe because you know how the how B movie like there was a resurgence this year because yeah. of memes, do you reckon yeah. that's probably sparked for sure. Yeah. yeah, I mean it's uh, you know if you sort of uh, you know if you know anything about memes or meme culture or shit posting or fortune <laughs> or anything like that, yeah. B movies sort of used a lot to you know to just as part of that whole world. Yeah, um, and there was a video released a couple of years ago, I think, where someone sped up the movie every time the word B is said. And I think it doubles in speed. And it went for, what, seven minutes or something? Seven minutes. Yeah. I actually watched it when we reviewed <laughs> B-Movie. And if you yeah. want to know what that was like, yeah, yeah, probably yeah. better than the movie, actually. I think so, yeah. Yeah. So I thought that was really cool, like just a weird thing to do with Seinfeld. Cool. Well, it was a Jerry Seinfeld vehicle. So yeah, that's yeah, it. Makes sense. So the second bit of news. Uh, a little while ago, I reported on the company Soupman, which is owned by uh, the real-life soup Nazi. My name his name is escaping me. At the Larry Tom. Oh no, not the real. Not life the actor. One. Yeah, not Larry the, Thomas. The yeah, real. the guy who the soup Nazi. Yeah, the literal is based soup off. Nazi. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. So what's happening with his business? What's what's the lowdown? So a little while ago, this CFO, well, the former CFO, was uh, charged and arrested for tax evasion. Yeah. Uh, and during the last week, he was found guilty. So he was found guilty of $600,000 worth of tax evasion. Grand theft Malagatani. <laughs> Grand theft Malagatani, yeah. <laughs> just, uh, yeah, just spent too much on soup. Yeah. Grand, <laughs> P and ham. Instead of grand larceny, grand Malagatani. Yeah. There you go. That's it. That's what he was Too much on for. wild mushroom. Yeah. <laughs> he was on the mushrooms. On yeah. Sale, <laughs> nice. Nice. So he said to the court, uh, I failed to collect an account for and pay for taxes. Um, and he agreed to pay restitution of uh, about 78 and a half grand. Um, and that's the amount he personally benefited from. Uh, from the tax evasion? From the 600 grand's worth of tax evasion. Sure, yeah. Um, and he hasn't been sentenced yet. He's due to be sentenced in April next year, but it's expected that... Uh, I think the prosecutor's going for 24 to 36 months, so two to three years behind bars. Okay. 
Yeah, so pretty pretty hefty punishment. Uh, much much more lenient than I thought. I thought it was going to be like, especially something that big. Yeah. I thought it was going to be like five years or something. Yeah. I, it, it might be more complicated. You yeah. Know, it might account for time served. Different and factors and maybe, stuff. Yeah, maybe, yeah. That's you know, true. I don't know. There's always mitigating factors. In these yeah, things, and I mean, that's yeah. that's just a, a, you know, he could get could get more or he could get less. Yeah, gotcha. That's just what the, you know, what's being speculated at the moment. Yeah. Yep. And the third bit, so I guess it's the final bit of uh, Seinfeld, Seinfeld News for the news. year. Oh, bless. And if you have any Seinfeld News, drop us a line if we've missed anything or if there's something, you know, to do with any of the actors or actresses on the show. It doesn't have to be Jerry or... The, the other core four anything to do with Seinfeld yeah. yeah I've uh, reported on some pretty weird and esoteric stuff yeah so anything at all if you can relate it I'll include it here we go Steve what's the final Seinfeld news segment for this year nice little uh, this this feels like a um, you know at the end of uh, like a half an hour news segment right at the end there's like the feel good piece yeah about like a new animal at a zoo or a something a new panda was born at Melbourne yeah, Zoo yeah yeah something you know just they like they called a, him Chim Chomp yeah Chim Chomp <laughs> oh, I don't know I just I just came up with the first name <laughs> that's fine Chimp chomp. Yeah. Um, this this kind of feels like that. So at the right. end of a year's worth of, you know, titillating and like emotional Seinfeld news all over the place, this is like a nice little warm, heart warmer to end the year on. Uh-huh. So in Chicago, a teacher by the name of Jerry Pazin or Pazin, uh-huh. he runs a fortnightly club in his high school called Seinfeld Club. Nice. Um, and the he, he's about our age, so he's in his 30s, maybe pushing 40. And he grew up with Seinfeld in the 90s. It was part of his... You know, part of his youth, yeah, part of pop culture, part of his development, yeah, and yeah. he's interested in sort of continuing the legacy and making sure that millennials, or at least in his world, don't forget about it. Mm. Um, and the there was an article I can't remember where it was. Uh, it was in like a Chicago newspaper, and they did like a profile on locals. And um, he said that uh, every other week, anywhere from six to twelve kids will show up and they'll watch a Seinfeld episode, and then they'll sort of talk about it later. Bit of a bit of a discussion afterwards. Yeah. Um, it's not really a, a tight sort of, you know, format or anything. It's pretty loose. It's just a social thing, really. Um, he said he usually gets more kids when he advertises that there'll be pizza. You know, he might, oh, get, two, he might get two yeah. or three more kids turning up. That makes sense. Free yeah. food. Yeah, and he said he's amazed, actually, at how... Because, um, you know, senses of humour, popular senses of humour change. Um, and it was very 90s. A lot of the humour is sort of irrelevant now. A yeah. lot of the scenarios. But it still clicks with the kids. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. definitely. Because a lot of it, like, as you know, if you're a Seinfeld fan, a lot of it's just real-world situations. Yeah. You know, and we can relate to them. For sure. So that's why it's so funny. It's so appealing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and he said that the most popular laughs, or the most popular episodes that uh, he's gotten the most laughs from were the Chinese restaurant, the marine biologist, and the soup nut. Chinese restaurant? Yep. Wow. Yep. Okay. Three, three uh, like... Like inarguable classics. What was the third one? Marine uh, biologist, the, the soup Nazi. A oh, soup Nazi. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. He said he doesn't show them like the contest or probably even the mango. What we're doing today. Probably yeah, because very, sexual very sexual. Yeah. 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 Even though they're sort of, I think they're thirteen, fourteen, fifteen year olds. Still. Still probably not appropriate for a teacher to um to to show those episodes given their their uh, their content, their, their subject matter. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So I thought that was really neat. So good on you, Jerry, for um you know for for <laughs> for continuing the the legacy of Seinfeld. The legacy. We're the doing other our, Jerry. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Nice. We're doing our part, and uh, he's doing his part. And Jerry, if you're listening, man, drop us a line. Yeah, yeah. Let us know how the Seinfeld Club's going. Yeah. Or if you're part of the, if you if you're 14 or 15, you're listening to this show. <laughs> yeah. Are you part of the Seinfeld Club? Are you part of Jerry's club? Yeah. If you're a millennial, yeah. it, You know, you don't even have to be 14 or 15. Just if you're say 25 or under. <laughs> Is Seinfeld a thing for you? Do you and your friends talk about it? I'd be curious. Yeah, yeah, because in in the nineties, you know, even though Ivan and I weren't friends, it was part of it was part of high school 
like just discussion. It like sure was. We watch a Seinfeld episode and The Simpsons, and we talk about it. Yeah. I don't know what are millennials doing these days. I don't know. I'm not a millennial. They're just on their phones. Yeah. Checking out Twitter and are Snapchat. You, and but stuff. Are, you, are you Snapchatting about Seinfeld? Maybe. Who knows? Are you on Instagram looking at our Instagram page I or hope other so. Instagram Instagram pages about Seinfeld? Talk to us. Yeah. <laughs> Let us know, please. We're out of touch. And that's all the Seinfeld news for the year. Is it either? No. What does Skinner say? Am I out of touch? No. no it's, it's the, the children who are wrong. Yeah. It's the yeah. children who are wrong. Yeah. Yeah. Much. Yeah. We're yeah. Skinner. We're Skinner. Yeah. <laughs> not as dorky. <laughs> yeah, I'd, I'd say that. We yeah. we don't live with our mothers. No. And we're not. We don't have well. Uh, we don't have Vietnam flashbacks. No. See <laughs> From our PW or POW, uh, <laughs> you know, time. Seymour, are you looking at naked girls online? No, no mother. mother. You sissy or, <laughs> or you wuss. I can't remember. Yeah, yeah. Why don't we take a bit of a break and then we'll come back and we'll go through a bit of a synopsis and uh, we'll talk about the secondaries. Sounds good. You're on Bidwa Basque. Uh, give me another shot. What? Another shot. I want another shot. You mean... Yes. Oh, no, I don't think... Come on. One shot, I could do it. I know I could do it. Jerry, we're friends. We can't do that. It would ruin our friendship. Oh, friendship. Friendship's manship. Me. We won't ruin the friendship. Yeah, yes, we will. Elaine. No, Jerry, it is out of the question. You know what sex does to a friendship? It kills it. Welcome back to But I Don't Want to Be a Secondary Character, a Seinfeld podcast about the secondary characters of our show. And uh, you're joined by myself, Stephen, and my pal over here, Ivan. Oh. And uh, this is the last episode of season two, the last episode of 2017. Today we the finale. The f- f- finale. The f- f- finale. The better finale, I hope. That's it. <laughs> and today, yeah, that's it. As long as we're better than the Seinfeld finale, we're doing fine. Yeah, we're doing fine. We're not in jail. No, that's it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we'll be back in a year after we get out of jail because we laughed at a, a guy who got uh, carjacked. Exactly. And then Stephen <laughs> will be in his orange jumpsuit going, "What's the deal with prison food? What's the deal? We probably." could do a podcast in prison shit we did one over skype when i was in germany yeah so prison wouldn't be too hard no it'd be easy yeah all right one today, of us has to commit a crime i guess and that's it okay today we're talking about the mango uh the first episode of season five and uh to go through this uh the plot i'm gonna hand it over to ivan he's gonna walk you through yes the mango season one episode five. First date in the united states on september 16 1993 directed by tom Cherones, written by lawrence h levy um, and you know Stephen Levy also did the teleplay uh, with Larry David. The teleplay? Teleplay. I don't know what it means. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I think the teleplay is just another word for script. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Yeah. Screenplay. Oh, screenplay. Screenplay, yeah, teleplay, yeah, same thing, yeah. something like that. Um, and you know Larry David, he, in this episode, he was credited as Buck Dancer. So Buck he, Dancer. Yeah. He didn't actually use his, his Larry David. Oh, He didn't okay. use his name, yeah. Funny, wow. funny, huh? I do know that um, uh, apparently this episode was inspired by a real story. Yes. So yeah, which yeah. Do you, you have trivia on that or? Uh, well, your trivia is your thing, so you talk about that. <laughs> All right. Uh, George tells Jerry about his lack of confidence in the bedroom with his new girlfriend Karen, played by Lisa Edelstein, leading to conversation about orgasm feigning. Uh, Elaine tells Jerry that she used to feign when she was with Jerry. All the time. 
which all the time, all the time, which all the time, all all the time. What about the, the the panting, the moaning, the groaning, the screaming? Fake, 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 fake. I like how she uh she, points like yeah. a like a points for each one, like fake, fake, yeah, fake, 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 fake. Yeah, good. So good, so good. This stuns Jerry, causing George to worry that Karen might be fainting as well. Uh, meanwhile, Kramer takes a bite of a bad peach back in Jerry's apartment, and he decides to go to the fruit store where he buys his fruit every week. He's banned by the owner Joe, who I really enjoy. Uh, watching, he's a good character. Joe's awesome. Yeah, he's played by Leonardo Turdenmore. Uh, after Kramer insults him, Jerry asks Elaine to give him another chance to achieve orgasm with him, which she rejects, causing Jerry to be bitter and resentful towards her. Almost as bitter as that fruit. Oh, I tell you. <laughs> Especially the plums with the red in them. Yeah. yeah. George develops erectile dysfunction after being so nervous being intimate with Karen. And Jerry also is banned from Joe's after trying to buy Kramer's weekly fruit order. Avocados? Plums with red in the middle? Plantains? That's, that's, for, cr- that's, that's Kramer's Kramer. order. That's for Kramer. Yeah, <laughs> it's so good. George ends up getting Kramer's fruit, and after taking a bite of a fresh mango, and don't we love a mango, especially in summer in Australia this, this time of year? So for sure. Good, huh? Oh, yep. fabulous. Being from Queensland, yeah, yeah, mangoes were just dime a dozen. Yeah. My friend, when I grew up, uh, family friends, they had a mango tree. Oh, and awesome. And it was, yeah, it was fucking amazing. I'm sure they were pretty popular in town. Uh, well, at least with me. I don't know about anyone else. <laughs> well, actually, my my, uh, my partner, she's originally from the Philippines, and mangoes are a big thing there, too. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. very popular fruit. So, yeah, it's uh, pretty good. Mangoes all around. The it, king of fruit. The king of fruit, it sure is, and an aphrodisiac, from what I've heard. Yes. <laughs> I should eat more. <laughs> George ends up getting Kramer's fruit. <laughs> <laughs> Do you not know what you're doing down there, Ivan? Uh, I thought it moved. I think it moved. <laughs> I think it moved. <laughs> I think it moved. You're back, baby. I'm back, baby. I'm back. <laughs> um, so George ends up eating some of Kramer's mango, and after taking a taking a bite, he devours more of it, and he feels an erotic transformation. And he says, "A vitamin B shot. No, it's like a B12, B12 shot. shot. That's yeah. right. Oh, it just bursts in the mouth. So juicy. I think it moved." And then he's running out and he's got bits. I like how he's got like bits of mango in his hands yeah. and his fists as Elaine walks in and yeah. he goes, I'm back, baby, I'm back. And he just runs off. <laughs> so stoked. Fabulous. Uh, Elaine eventually succumbs to giving Jerry another chance, thinking that if they don't do this, then it'll affect their friendship. Yeah. Sex. To save. To the, save the, the friendship. friendship. I know, weird, huh? Hmm. It's usually all the way around. That's what I gotta do. That's what I gotta do. <laughs> That's right. Karen kicks George out of her apartment after she thinks he thinks that she was faking when she wasn't. Well, I guess it's implied that she didn't. Uh, Jerry also suffers from George's previous affliction, and when Elaine asks for some mango because she's hungry, Jerry realizes the solution to his problem. You know the look on his face? Yeah. I wonder if they tried it again. You know, he had some mango in the fridge and he ate some and they went at it again. No, I reckon Elaine probably had to go. Yeah. And true. then Jerry she said, like, oh, yeah. that's right. She only gives him half an hour. Yeah. And <laughs> I could imagine like it was a deleted scene and then Jerry just eats the mango and he feels like the transformation. Yeah. Elaine's like, I got to go. Waste, yeah. And then Jerry's like, no, no, come on, no. Yeah. He pleads. He pleads even more. <laughs> yeah, I know. So yeah. good. Uh, another, there's only one other secondary in this episode. There's only three, we were saying before, three secondary characters that are credited in the episode. Yeah, that's right. Not even like the regular secondaries turn up in this one. No. Crazy. No. No, it's pretty um pretty thin cast wise. Yeah, the other so secondary- we won't spend too much information on these, like or too much time on these. I guess. No, 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 no. The only other secondary that appears is Renee. She's uh, one of Elaine's colleagues, and Elaine asks her if she's ever faked it. But we'll talk about a bit. We'll talk about her a bit more a bit later. Yeah, and Renee's played by Vera Lynn Jones. Yeah. Yeah. So first of all, Karen. She's played by uh, Lisa. Oh, actually, trivia. 
Yeah? Yeah? All right, yeah. We'll do trivia first. Okay, like we usually do. Um, the episode was nominated for an Emmy for Outstanding Individual Achievement in Writing in a Comedy Series, as well as Direction in 1994. Okay. They didn't win, but they were nominated. Uh, when George eats the mango, he's wearing a mango-coloured shirt in the scene. You notice that? No. Check it out next time. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. Same colour as the mango. Hmm. There you go. Mango yellow. Yes. Yeah, that's pretty much it. Wow. It's crazy, huh? Um, the exterior shot of Joe's was actually in a studio lot in CBS Studios uh, rather than New York City. One of my favourite sets I've ever seen. As you, as any uh, long-time listeners would know, yeah. I do like pausing scenes and sort of, uh, you know, looking at the weird details in the background. You sure do. Um, and this was one of the best dressed and best decorated scenes I've ever seen. Uh-huh. Oh, sorry, sets I've ever seen. In, in the show. Is that the fruit store? The fruit store. Yeah, it's so, so well done. It's like real so fruit. Yeah yeah, 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 I wouldn't, like, if if you told me it wasn't a set, I would believe that. Yeah, there was an actual um, fruit shop. It was shop. an actual fruit it shop. Looks and like an old like, it looks like a greengrocer's, doesn't it? Yeah, it looks like a genuine sort of like old school fruit shop run by, you know, someone like Joe. I'm guessing Italian-American. Yeah. Guy. Yeah. 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 Crazy, huh? Yeah, no, it's really cool. Yeah, did really, a really cool. good job. Yeah, and it was in CBS Studios in Los Angeles. There okay. you go. Um, and did you notice, Stephen? Um, next to Joe's, there's a place called Almo's Bar and Grill. No. Yeah, so it's located next to Joe's. Uh, it's named after the father of Seinfeld set designer Tom Azari, whose okay. father's name was Almo. Cool. So yeah, nice one. There you go. Why don't we start with Karen? Yes. Uh, so Karen, he's she he, she's played by uh, Lisa Edelstein. Now, if you're a fan of the show House, you'll know her as Dr. Lisa Cuddy. I think House's love interest or previous love interest. Yeah, they're hot and cold. Hot and cold. Yeah, she's uh, she's in uh, all the seasons. Huh. Of House. Yeah, she's one of the main characters. Yeah, right. So yes, and she was also appeared in The West Wing and Ally McBeal. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So there you go. Like, because my 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 partner loves House, and okay. she goes. Who's Lisa Edelstein? I told her that uh, I was like, oh, Lisa Edelstein. I googled it and was like, shit, she's in House. Yeah. And that was in the Seinfeld episode I watched. I'm surprised they didn't pick that up because I used to watch mm. House a lot. Yeah. Yeah, and I do remember her character. There you go. Huh. Oh, she's well. on, she was in Seinfeld once. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. So, Karen, what do you think? Uh, what are you thinking? I think she loves food. She sure does, yeah. I think first thing I thought she. She's like moaning while she's eating. Yeah, the, the risotto. The risotto. Mmm. Mm. I, I love when Elaine's eating the chocolate mousse, and mm. then she's mm. like, mmm, 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 Jerry's like, you done? You finished? I like, I like how Jerry gets the shits with um, uh, what's the actress's name? Um, what? Jerry? Yeah, he gets the shits with Elaine when she mentions the actress. Oh, Meryl Streep. Meryl Streep. Oh, yeah. She's such a phony baloney. She's such a phony baloney, Meryl Streep. She's one of the best actresses ever. I know. I know. You know, like, undisputedly amazing. I I just think Jerry was just filthy about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He just didn't want to listen. Yeah, she could have said something like, oh, Muhammad Ali's the best boxer. And then he would have been like, oh, he's a phony baloney. Yeah, he was a cheat. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Yeah, so I think Karen, I sort of, I think she doesn't just like... Uh, well, I think she loves all food, but she has a particular passion, dare I say, fetish oh. over rich sort of Western European food. So pr- okay. I guess mo- mostly Spanish, French, and uh, Italian cuisine, like Mediterranean, like rich, oil-based, you know, like heavy, mm-hmm. um, you know, Mediterranean European cuisine. Do you think perhaps she lived in Europe, or maybe you know perhaps stayed yeah. there, or went on a tour, or went to work? there for a while or something and she appreciated the cuisines yeah definitely you think like she toured western europe yeah i think there's some 
you know, I mean, food is amazing and, you know, oh, I can understand why fabulous. people would love it. Yeah. But it, for her, it seems like there's more of a connection with sex and food beyond okay. just loving food. Oh, so I think man. I don't, I'm not talking about like bringing food into the bedroom. Oh, like not, ju- not like, like the like blood. George. Not like the blood. No, no, no. no, no. no. That's no, no, that's, that's. <laughs> No, and TV not. for the trifecta. No, no, yeah, no, no, more of like a, a sort of um, more of like a an emotional connection. Yeah, but that's between the two. Like maybe she, I don't know, maybe she dated a chef and she's still in love with him, or like there's some deeper bond between food and sex with her, and she appreciates the food for what it is. It's delicious. It's made well. It's very comforting and blah blah blah. But it, it sort of it taps into something deeper. Maybe she's not even aware of it, but I, it just. To me, it just repre- the way she reacted when she ate the risotto <laughs> represented something more than just an appreciation for food oh, itself. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, she. Well, I mean, this this is not something we have to think about, but she she's an enigma, apparently. Yeah, she is. Yeah, she uh, moves in mysterious ways, as Bono once said. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I noticed in her. <laughs> it took you a while. I was like, You're just, she did- moves in a mystery. Uh. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I love in South Park how he is the he biggest. He is the biggest turd. <laughs> yeah, so good. He hasn't done the biggest turd. He is the, he biggest, is the turd. biggest turd. Yeah. So good. Awesome. Her apartment as well, it, it reminded me of, um, like, you know, I've traveled a bit and it reminded me of places that I've seen in Italy. Yeah. I, th- I think she is a bit of a an Italiophile is that Italiophile or maybe she's of Italian ancestry yeah like background you know yeah I but mean she I, has I, like, I was thinking maybe she travelled to Italy or worked there yeah. or lived there or something or maybe I don't know you know yeah I mean if she lived there maybe okay I think I think what's happened is that she you know because Italy is probably the most other than maybe French yeah. it's probably the most famous cuisine you know, or the most loved, the cuisine most loved cuisine, yeah, on, on the planet. Who loves pizza and you know, who hates pizza and gelati and I? No one I want to know. Yeah, unless if you're like gluten intolerant, that's different. But yeah, they have gluten free pizzas, I guess. Yeah, that's there's fine. there's plenty of other things other than you know carbohydrates. Tiramisu. Yeah, um, I I reckon she spent some time in Italy. Maybe when she was like her first couple of years of college. Yeah, when, you yeah. know when she was very. Um, uh, you know, she just wanted to fall in love with a mysterious Italian person named Alonso. Name Alonso. <laughs> and he drives a Vespa. Yeah, and he's and got like long. He's got like medium length black brown and hair. He wears a leather jacket. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, and my father is a fisherman. <laughs> yeah, something like that. Something like that. Like yeah. something romantic and yeah. and and hot. Kind of like um Jacques in uh in the first season of oh, the Simpsons. Of the you Simpsons. know, who, yeah, 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 Mar- Marge's, Marge's, uh, yeah love, but less potential love interest. Less of a creep than he is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. Yeah, so I reckon she spent a couple of years overseas and she's still on some level in love, even though they weren't right for each other because he was probably a bit older. Yeah. Um, you know, and she was eventually going back to America. She was only there for a year or two, maybe on exchange or something. But she fell in love with him and being in Italy, she fell in love with with the food. She fell in love with being in love, I guess. Yeah, yeah. And I think... I <laughs> and think the food that, too. Yeah, and I think yeah. that, that created that, that sort of deeper sort of emotional connection between sex and food with her where yeah. you know he made love to her every night <laughs> I think that was more Spanish than yeah. Italian that's just hey, my, that's made just like, love to her every night that's just like, that's like my that's just like my pan pan exotic accent he made love to her every night it's just, me Mario I made love to her every night Princess <laughs> Peach bring um yeah, and I think I think part of her still holds on to that. That's sort of her, you know. That's when she felt the most free 
in her life. So every time she eats risotto or something rich and Italian, um, you know, she's reminded of that. Even if she's not aware of it, it still triggers that that sort of response in her. Hence, yeah. hence the orgasmic, mm-hmm. yeah, mm-hmm. the uh, orgasmic reaction to the risotto. The gyrations, the arm movements. The gyrations, yeah, you, you know, I appreciate the effort. I appreciate the effort. <laughs> Did you have anything else about her? No, that's pretty much it. I think you're right. I think she has enough, you know, uh, you know, a love for uh, or an affection of some sort for the Mediterranean culture. Yep. Yeah, perhaps she was even an exchange student. She went mm. to Italy as well. Yep. Um, yeah, couldn't uh, couldn't think too much. Oh, she probably clearly enjoys sex. I think so. I think she's not, you know, like nympho, but I think she enjoys. She's got a healthy sexuality. Actually, healthy sexuality, and she she's confident in her abilities. Yeah, mm. I like the fact that as well. She doesn't sort of uh, placate George. She's like, well, if he's no good, he's no good. That's right. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna fake it just to make it, just to stroke his ego. Yeah, exactly. You know, she's honest. Yeah, which I think is a good thing. <laughs> someone like George needs someone who's honest. <laughs> yeah, I know. He doesn't he doesn't need to be. Uh, well, you know, he he had Susan, but then he killed her. That's true. <laughs> well, that's according true. to Susan's parents, he killed her. Well, he, not not directly, <laughs> but you know, he's some responsibilities on him. <laughs> of course, for sure. Being such a cheap ass. <laughs> yeah, I know. You know, when she's so rich. Yeah. What's the point? What's the point? Yep. Actually, um, I did find a snippet of an interview with uh, Lisa, and she um, it was part of a larger interview, but the, the interviewer asked her about her time on Seinfeld. Oh, okay, sure. I'm sure she doesn't get asked this question often. No, no, no. 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 And I thought I'd share it. So um, it was it was actually a recent interview with the Huffington Post this August. Um, the, the, you know, the question was just like, what was your time like on Seinfeld or what was your experience? And she actually said, uh, my grandmother who was alive at the time was very upset that I was having sex with George on television. Uh-huh. Even though there's no sex scenes, it's always post-sex. We should put that clip or, or that article on our uh, socials. Yeah. yeah. Even the show notes. For sure. Yeah. Um, and she said uh, that her grandmother couldn't understand that we were not naked under the covers. Uh-huh. So everything was fine. And they don't actually depict sex. It's just them after sex. Yeah. Don't they, don't they have... I think I, I read or heard somewhere they've got like these... You know, for the breasts, they got like these cups, or okay. what is it like? It's like a, like a fabric kind of thing that goes around the the breast okay. area. Yeah, so it's not. So when you see them and they're under the covers and they've got like, mm. you know, the dune or the, the the sheets covering their breasts, it's, yeah, they look they look naked, but it's just actually like cups. Okay, I think they go over them, or yeah. and maybe just like a strap that goes around the back and stuff. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I do know that. Um, you know, I know they wear pasties on their nipples sometimes. Like yeah. if they have a nude scene, but they don't want to be nude, nude. Yeah, yeah. Um, they wear pasties. Yeah, and I do know that men, if they're nude and they want to cover up their junk. They wear what's called a modesty sock. A modesty sock, yeah, something <laughs> like that. I think that's pretty funny. It's quite ironic. It's a mar- oxymoron. Yeah. modesty sock. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> yeah. Um, she also said that uh, to talk about orgasms was a big deal to her grandmother. Oh, you know, obviously a generational difference. But she said overall it was a great episode to be a part of and a oh, great experience. So the mango is just yeah terrific. Great episode. The mango is like when you go to the shop or the, not the supermarket, like, sorry, Kramer, but when you go to like a green grocer or whatever and you, you get the mango and it's just ripe, mm-hmm. that's what the mango is. Yeah. Episode. yeah. It's a ripe mango. It is. <laughs> sure is. It's it's its own. It's itself. It is. It is the mango. The mango. Now, Joe. Yeah. Yeah. Love Joe. So, as you said before, he was played by Leonard or Leonard Termo. Yeah. Sorry. For my L- Leonard, Leonard, Leonard Termo. Yep. Leonard right. Termo. Uh, known for appearing in the films Edward, Godzilla, and Ali. He was also in Fight Club. Fight Club as well, yes. Yeah. Wasn't he the guy, the gangster guy who comes in? You know, like how there's like the owner of the Fight Club? I haven't seen He's, Fight Club in a long oh, time. Oh, and he beats up, he beats the shit out of Brad Pitt's character. Remember that one? And Brad Pitt's just like laughing maniac, maniacally and stuff. 
I think he might be the gangster. Okay. Yeah. I anyway, I can't, I'll, I'll, can't show you a, I'll show you a clip of it. Okay. Yeah, and I think I, now I think because I didn't have him in the notes that he was in Fight Club, mm-hmm. but I think he might be that guy. Okay. I'll, I'll, I'll show you what I mean. Yeah. It's like a rough, like Italian gangster-looking guy. Yeah. Who comes in one scene. Yeah. I think that's a typical uh, sort of character that he plays. Yeah. I think that might be him. Yeah. 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 So, um, and also he died in 2012, age yeah. 77. Hmm. Yes. Bit of a young one. Bit of a young one. Yeah. I loved Joe. I think he was a great secondary character. I fucking love Joe. I fucking, and he's a hero. Yeah, he's a hero, man. Yeah, obviously Italian-American, I, I presume, if, you know, because Totemol's Italian. Sure. Italian name, so yep. I assume he's Joe's Italian. a common Italian Joe, name. Joe, yeah, Joe. Yeah, yep. that's right. A lot of Italians yeah. in New York. That's right. Yep. There, so it's all uh, it's all happening. Um, yeah, Giuseppe. That's uh, the Italian version of Joseph. What Joe. do you think his, uh, his last name was? Don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Make up something. Giuseppe Mortadella. Mortadella. <laughs> there you go. I, I think. <laughs> His family name is a meat. Yeah, pretty much. It's a deli meat. Yeah, pretty Cold much. Cold cut. Cold cut. So I think he is... I have down here in my notes, local legend. Local legend, not yeah. Just, he's Not just for him. He, You know, he's got a reputation. He's kind of reminded me, in a way, mm. of the soup Nazi. Yeah, where yeah. Where he just doesn't take any shit. No. Because what he sells is so good yeah even though he can't guarantee every piece of fruit because that's an act of God yeah he that's makes an act of God I yeah. sell the fruit that's right he makes a God that's a good point he, yeah he stands by what he sells and he's got a good reputation and because of that he can he can kick people out willy nilly just yeah. for minor infractions and complaining about one piece of fruit yeah because um, he's got you know the, the, the custom and the clientele to 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 you know, yeah. he doesn't. He doesn't have to worry about business. Yeah, exactly. If one customer leaves, there's a bit, there'll be another ten that'll turn up. Exactly. You know, who cares? It's yeah. like whatever. I mean, it's not as uh, militaristic as the soup Nazi. No, you know, no. It doesn't have a line coming in in a process. I think it's a bit more casual. But he kind of reminded me of that. Is just a hard ass. Yeah. Doesn't take any shit. No. Nah. And kicks people out for minor infractions. You're banned. Banned from the store. Yeah. You're banned. <laughs> you're banned from the store. Yeah. That's exactly what I'm saying. That's exactly what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. It's good. Hey, <laughs> plantains. <laughs> no, was it avocados? Plums with red in the middle, plantains. Plantains. This foot's for creamer, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. You're banned. <laughs> yeah. You're banned from the store. I was going to say as well that I think he grew up with fruit. Like, fruit is all he's known his whole life. Yeah. I think maybe his father, like, could have yeah. been a fruiter. Or maybe it was his father's store. He just inherited it. Yep. Or he just re- Maybe his father. Because in, in, in Italy, a lot of... Uh, especially I understand because of my background is Italian as well. Yeah. Um, a lot of sons or fathers will name their sons after them or their grandchildren. Oh, so maybe okay. Joe's, maybe Joe was his father. So he's probably Joe Gius, Giuseppe Jr. You know what I mean? Joe Jr. So he's just taken the Joe, yeah, Joe Jr. So he's taken like the Joe name oh. maybe. Or maybe his grandfather started it like so many years ago. Yeah. When, yeah, because I think Italian immigration was quite big after the First World War. Uh, yeah, it was. I think there were three waves, yeah. like three massive waves. I think yeah. like the late nineteenth century, yeah, after World War One, and then after World War Two. Exactly. So I think yeah. maybe his parents probably came after the World War One. Yep. And they might have started, and, and the father was called Joe. Yeah, that would make sense timeline wise. Yeah. In terms of how old he is. Yeah, yeah. So he yeah. would have been a kid. Yeah, I think Joe is maybe about sixty. Yeah. Fifth, like yeah. late fifties, pushing yeah, sixty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, he, I noticed a few of his signs actually, and some of them were pretty funny. I don't know if this was a legit, like if this is a legit sign, like part of American culture or, right. um, you know, like just one of their things. Um, if you are from America and you've seen this or you know anything about this, get in touch and let us know. But the sign says prices subject to change according to customers' attitude. 
Oh, I didn't see that. Yeah, it's, I saw it's, it's like just in the background for like ninety. I thought I, I saw onions for like sixty nine cents a pound and yeah, stuff. But I, I, I didn't. I didn't make that. much note of the, the the prices. It was all very cheap. But I did notice that it all looked really high quality. Isn't it in America? My understanding is like they tax you at the register. Is that how it works? Yeah. Isn't I that like like it, say for example you want to buy a coffee, mm. right? And a coffee on the on the menu like. Say on the on the, on the boards like yeah, four usually, bucks. Usually the and advertised then, and the charge prices are different. Yeah, but it yeah. depends on the state. It depends on yeah, yeah. But what I mean is, depending on the state taxes and everything, yeah. on the local taxes, like your four dollar coffee could end up being five bucks. Yep. You know. Yep. No, I do Does remember that, that from yeah. I was in America a couple of years ago. And Whereas I, in Australia, the tax is incorporated into the uh, t- final cost. Yeah. So what you what you're paying, what you what you see the price for, is what you're going to pay. Yeah. The, the, the display price is the same as. The is the like the, the the pay price? That's right. What were you saying about America, sir? Um, yeah, I was there a couple of years ago for yeah. a while, and um, I do recall most things. Like you know, it might be whatever it was was advertised as five dollars, but when you go through and pay, it it's like a services tax. Oh, right. Um, okay. Or like a services levy. Yeah. But it's okay. different according to each state, and it depends on what the product is as well. Yeah. Um, like you know how GST here in Australia is only sub it, like only certain things are subject to GST. Some art is kind of like that as well. Yeah. Um, so do you, yeah. So it's funny how he's got a sign. So do you think he just looks at customers and if he doesn't like the look of them, he'll well, charge more? Well, that's the thing. Like, I don't know. Is that, do is, that a, is that a is that a is that a is that a common thing in America? I've never seen that I've or heard of that, that. Where you would that go, wouldn't like, be allowed in Australia. No, it's like, oh, well, this guy's a smart ass, so I'm going to charge him twenty percent more for yeah. whatever he's buying. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm like, well, is it just like a joke sign? Like, is it supposed to be just a deterrent for yeah. people acting like jerks? Or maybe when when he goes to weigh the fruit, or put like an extra avocado in or something, or yeah. an extra bit of fruit to like. Weight, make it weigh a bit more. Yeah, and be like, gave, oh, yeah, the be, yeah. He'll be like this much. Or put yeah. a bit of weight on the on the scales. Yeah, just put his finger down, lean on it a bit. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, it. yeah. Put a bit of weight on it. It's like, yeah, it costs this much. Yeah, um, yeah. Yeah, I mean that that sign really took me aback. I'm like, yeah. is that a thing? Could have been know, like a parody or a satire, or yeah, just like an in joke from the the writers or something. Yeah, or the set designers. Yeah, you know. maybe maybe one of his friends gave it to him, you know, as a bit of a joke to sort of um, you know poke fun at the fact that he's a hard ass. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Who knows? One thing as well, I thought being, um, and this is sort of in line with, um, you know, uh, I guess historical events or part of like uh, American mafia culture in the 50s and 60s. Yeah. They, you know, they basically ran the wholesale market. So they ran the fish market, they ran the meat markets, they ran the unions, they ran the fruit markets. Yeah, pretty much. Any sort of wholesale They still do to a, de- to a degree. Yeah, they're a bit <laughs> less involved, but yeah. back then they, you know, they ran it all from behind the scenes. They did. And, Given his, uh, you know, we're assuming he's of Italian American background, yeah. and when his, when his, uh, his, his, did we say his father or grandfather came over? Possibly his father. Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't be surprised, you know, if he grew up in a predominantly Italian American neighborhood, and he was exposed to mafia. You know, I don't think he was ever involved. No, but he but knew. He, he knew was the on, trappings he was on the of it. He knew what was going on. He was on the fringes. Yeah, yeah. He knew what th- was happening. And I think yeah. he got his start in in like the wholesale fruit markets you know, maybe um, like loading trucks or something rather yeah. than having his own fruit shop. No, no, he probably started off doing that. Oh, yeah. well, and when he, it, yeah. when he came yeah. of age, maybe it was passed on to him from his father. Yeah. But I think he sort of cut his teeth in the in the sort of the dingier, you know, like the less glamorous part, if you like. Yeah. And I think... Well, you got to start somewhere, right? Exactly. Yeah. And I think because of that, he was exposed and he was aware of, you know, mafia activities and, and how it all worked. And I think he's developed a strong uh, sort of sense of street smartness from that. Yeah. Um, you know, and that's probably... Maybe he, you know, maybe he's been subject to a lot of, like, dodgy tactics and, like... Um, people, like, just starting to yeah. eat... You know, some people, like, will pick grapes and they'll start eating grapes, yeah. you know, from, like, the store and stuff. 
Yeah, he probably, I, he probably catches people out on that for sure. I was thinking more of like you know strong arm tactics by by mafiosos back in the day, yeah. and that sort of made him just not put up with any shit. No. now that he's got his own fruit shop, so he he le- he has a legitimate business. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't yeah. think I don't think he's dodgy. No, but I think he's he's always been around exposed or exposed to it. to it. Yeah, yeah, just yeah. through where he worked and where he grew up, and obviously to do with his background and his neighborhood growing up as well. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, but no, I really like Joe. Just you know he's an old curmudgeon yep. love him yeah he's a straight shooter he is just yeah. doesn't take shit nice boy. i mean i think he bans people a bit too sort of liberally yeah he does but um yeah still love him but one thing that comes to mind so you know how jerry got banned for trying to get kramer's fruit yeah wouldn't he have figured out that george was getting kramer's order well or, I, think, no, or, I, think I guess because george had so many bags of fruit he probably got jerry's as well as kramer's yeah i think and, jerry's yeah. mistake was that he just went in there for Je- uh kramer's fruit he should have got like a he variety it of wasn't, things it wasn't yeah. dis- it wasn't disguised and plus it plus jerry seems to be a customer of joe's as well because yeah. jo- jerry must go in there to get his fruit as well yeah because yeah. i don't think george has ever been there no because he lives in another part of town he does so he'd have yeah. his own local fruit shop exactly um yeah and i think uh but he did say that he was watching him like a hawk so I think he was uh, sus, yeah. but he didn't have enough evidence to yeah. sort of um, to ban him from the store. Yeah, which was Jerry's mistake. Jerry should have just got more stuff. Yeah, he should have gotten his fruit, you know. And then, and then the old plantain, yeah, the here and there. Yep. Yeah. And I think Jerry's biggest mistake and what got him banned, because when he walks in there initially, he just sort of, he sort of says, hey, Joe, how's it going? And he starts looking around and he says to himself everything that he's buying. He's like, oh, I get some avocado. Oh, yeah. just right. And that sort of piques Joe's interest. Yeah, and then he's, yeah, and then he's yeah. watching him for the rest yeah. of the time. That's right. Um, but yeah, he, he he was sus on George, but he didn't have enough of a enough of an inkling to, to kick him out. Fair call. Yeah. Um, the last cool. character we should talk about is probably, well, the yeah, the only other character in the episode yeah, is Renee. Exactly. Um, she doesn't have too many acting credits, uh, Vera Lynn Jones. Mm. Uh, she appeared, but she did appear in the show ER, the drama, yep. uh, in 1999 and 2008 as two separate characters. Okay. Yeah. Mm. I don't have the names, but... Well, both actresses have appeared in famous medical dramas. There you go. House and ER. Yeah, there you go. Yes. Mm. There you go. Uh, so, yeah, so she was played by Verilyn Jones. Um, the only thing that I have about her, and this is not an embellishment or anything, it's just that she obviously likes Broadway shows. Oh, she does, yeah. They're, they're quite orgasmic for her. Quite orgasmic, that, yep. yeah. And I think for her as well, I think she has a bit of a boring marriage. Yeah, I think her husband's probably like a boring... He probably reads like stocks in the newspapers and talks mm. about insurance premiums and, you know, boring <laughs> shit like that, yeah, you know? Yeah. It's just like, oh, who cares? Yep. And I think, you know, because when Elaine asks her, oh, do you fake it? And she goes, oh, sometimes when I want to sleep. Sometimes. You know, like, you know, there's like the old, the, the cliche in like sitcoms and stuff where the husband goes to the wife, hey, honey, mm. you know, taps him on the shoulder and she goes, not tonight, honey. Yeah. You know, and then, the, then there's like the canned laughter. Yeah. I think it's that kind of stuff. Yeah. It's like when she's not in the mood, she's like, no, nah, I'm not in the mood. Mm. It's like, oh, okay. Yep. We went to the opera. That's enough. Yeah, that's enough. Yeah, finish yourself off. <laughs> I'm going to sleep. <laughs> Hallelujah. It's pretty epic masturbation. Oh, I tell you. Pretty epic orgasms. Oh. I did want to mention, actually, um, I'm surprised that this episode, in a way, as well, kind of reminded me of the contest. Yeah. Because it deals with a, a sexual topic, but it doesn't really deal with it explicitly. It's no. Sort of, it's very suggestive, and it dances around it. But they do, in the contest, they never say the word masturbation. But unless you're totally ignorant, it's easy to figure out what they're talking about. But in this episode, they say orgasm. Yeah. And they mention it more directly a few times. They do. Which... 
maybe after the contest because the they, contest was what season four wasn't it yeah yeah yeah, yeah you know, they had yeah. a bit more you know they could get away with a bit more they could this yeah. was a year later yeah, and it was so more popular the ratings yeah. were higher and plus we, we talked because the shoes was the first episode where cheers was off you know, Cheers was off was off the the TV schedule, so Seinfeld took the place. That's true. So you know, Seinfeld was like the king of NBC. Yeah, you know, I did actually, friends as well, of course. But yeah, you know, the king of Thursday night television. Mm, I mean, that's yeah. true. I was, uh, I think, I was on Wikipedia the other day, and I was just looking at the episode list, and the list I was looking at had all the 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 ratings for each episode. Yeah, and if you watch season one to four, the average was about eighteen to twenty two million yeah uh, viewers per episode yeah in America. And from season five, it just went straight up to about 32. I believe so it. So it went up by about 50% from and one season to the next. And the season finale was like 75 million or something. 76.3 oh, million. series finale, yeah. Yeah. Crazy. Oh, the, oh yeah, sorry. No, the, 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 the finale. Yeah, yeah the that finale. Was like 70, I think the third most watched finale ever. Yeah, we talked yeah. about that last week, actually, behind MASH and Cheers. And Cheers, yeah. Yeah. That's right. And another thing I wanted to mention as well, uh, I did a bit of research on uh, the supposed aphrodisiac qualities of mango oh all right what do you have so apparently and this isn't sort of backed up by any legitimate research <laughs> but it's sort of anecdotally kind of like oysters and strawberries it's yeah like, yeah you know maybe yeah um apparently mango like oysters and strawberries uh improves male virility oh um, so george was onto something yeah i mm. think it would have moved oh yeah i might eat a mango and and test that theory well i'm off to the fruiter i'll be back <laughs> See you guys. Steven's got the rest dun, of the show. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, and apparently in, in Southeast Asia, the the mango being used as an aphrodisiac for men yeah. um, dates back hundreds of years. Sounds about right. Yeah. yeah. Um, and they're actually prescribed as an, as an aphrodisiac, as a, as a cure or at least a treatment for impotence by well, doctors. In Southeast Asia? Yeah. Nice. So apparently in Burma and India, it's quite popular cool. as an aphrodisiac treatment. Nice. Yeah, we don't need no um, what's that shit called? Viagra. Viagra. Just <laughs> eat a mango. It's like a B twelve shot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But apparently there is some legit, like legitimate sort of science behind it. They do contain a lot of vitamin E, which has been linked to um, sort of an improvement of the function of sex hormones. Right. Okay. Yeah. I think. But it's not like it's not like the be all end all miracle cure. But no. it's just you know it's no. it helps. I think it's just a case. I think in George's case, I don't imagine he would eat too well. And I think his body reacted to just eating something really healthy. Yeah. You know, not it's not just like a direct... It's not like this mango is going straight to his dick. No, no. <laughs> it's straight just, into his libido. Know, his, body, no. his body's just like, oh, there's some healthy food in me. I'm yeah. going to react positively. Exactly. And I think it moved. Just, a byproduct happened to be movement. Yeah. You know, one thing you mentioned about, you know, the contest and how masturbation was never explicitly spoken about, but it was never explicitly mentioned. mentioned the word but, wasn't yeah, stated. Yeah, yeah but yeah. it was referenced. At the start of the mango, the episode, George talks about... I won't go too much into it because I'm sure kids listen to the show as well. Pleasing a woman. Yeah. Like... Going down on a woman. Yes. Yeah. But, like, they do it like the contest. Like, yeah, you know, they, like, the, he, he does it so subtly, but you know. Yeah. And it's like, oh, you got the shoulder tap. <laughs> you got well, the I think, tap. <laughs> yeah. I think what makes it clear is that he says something like... I don't know what's going on down there. But down there, yeah. The, the keyword being down. And then and then and then he's like, I got the tap. Yeah. And then Jerry's like, Oh, the shoulder tap. Yeah. yeah. And I like how Jerry goes like, Ah, <laughs> oh, you know, I I think as long as you make an effort, they're okay or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. But it's just like it's incredible how that style of writing from the contest was incorporated into the mango. Yeah. Mm. Obviously know. it'd be too much to mention 
that subject explicitly oh, for on sure. Seinfeld. Yeah, they, but, couldn't, uh, they yeah. couldn't say... I mean, orgasm is a very... It, I mean, it's a medical term. But orgasm doesn't have to mean sexual. Orgasm... Oh, I guess it is, but it could well, I mean, mean it's, like... It's you, sexual you, you, in you, nature. It could be like an expression use, as well. It could yeah. be like... It's a sec. It's a this, fe- this feeling's orgasmic. Yeah, you know, it'd be something like that. Yeah, but yeah. you can't really use, um, you know, like cunnilingus or going down on someone <laughs> as a euphemism for someone. Yeah, yeah. yeah. cunnilingus is like that's probably the most PC way of or the most polite way of of describing the act. Cunning linguist. Cunning linguist. <laughs> Cunning linguist. Yeah. 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 No, I was I was surprised. I didn't get it on. I hadn't seen before we um well before I watched this episode for this week's pod. I I hadn't seen this episode in a long time, yeah, and I forgot about yeah. that opening scene. Yeah. It's and the crazy. first time, the first time I watched it, I mustn't have been paying attention because it didn't hit me that what they were talking about. And then maybe it was when because you sent me a message. I sent you a message saying, "Oh my god, they actually yeah. reference it." That's and crazy. Then I, I, I rewatched it the next day or whatever. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I'm like, wow, like it's yeah. Yeah. The fact that they crazy. got away with it, you know, good yeah, writing there. Really good writing. Like yeah. they they give you enough information to know exactly what they're talking about. Yeah. But they can get away with it because it's still a bit vague. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good one. No, really cool. Really cool. Why don't we take another break and we'll come back with our Seinfeldisms in our uh, weekly lists? Sounds good. You're listening to. But I don't want to be a secondary character. Come on, come on, we're gonna pay you. Here, have some mango. I don't want any mango. Come on, take some. Good. Very good. Juicy. Yeah. Ripe. Boy, Miss Joe's got some terrific fruit. What? Mm. I feel like I got a B12 shot. This is like a taste explosion. I told you. What is it? I think it moved. <laughs> oh my God, I think it moved. Yeah, give me the big piece. I'll see you later. I'm back, baby, I'm back. Now, Stephen, we were talking about the mango today, and there's only three secondary characters for this one. Yeah, a bit less to work with, like last week, actually. Mm-hmm. And uh, every week we talk about where the characters from the episode lie in our top ten, if any at all, and where the episode sits in our top episodes of all time. And our lists are quite different aren't they yeah no we uh we have different tastes of uh of characters it's and, great uh, and episodes it's wonderful yeah. so uh shall we go characters first yeah sure why don't you start i uh, will start okay in my top 10 number 10 tim motley number nine meryl from the wife number eight is a new entrant joe nice yes so uh, i think joe yeah really good character plus his italian american roots really resonate with me you know yep. being italian yep. australian background you know mm. and yeah definitely like he's a hard worker and he's kind of like a light version of the soup nazi yeah which i love you know he doesn't take shit from anybody no um yeah no he's just a really solid character he's only in two scenes but yeah you know, he does the job he's really hilarious well. yeah he's hilarious yeah no i liked him a lot so he's in my top 10 I, I think he, knock, he knocks Lloyd Braun out of my top ten. Huh? Yeah. I think a testament to his quality is the fact that he doesn't say any jokes. No. Like there's no. He's just very deadpan. Yeah. There's yep. no. He doesn't set up any jokes. No, he doesn't no. say the punchline of any jokes. He doesn't yep. say any catchphrases. That's it. He's just just it's all him. him. It's all hilarious. Him. Yeah. yeah. Which is good. Uh, at number seven, Mary Cantati from the Baby Shower. Number six is Bookman from the Library. Five is Newman. Four Susan. Three is the Soup Nazi. Two is Frank Costanza. One once again, George Steinbrenner. Nice. Yeah. So from 10 to 1, my favourite characters are George's parents, Harold and Manny, Susan Ross, Suella Mishke, Celia, the record store owner, J- 
Joe oh. coming in hot at number four. Number four. Number four. So Joe's a favourite for you and I. Definitely. Oh, you beauty. Yeah, he's knocked out the uh, the record store owner at number four. Nice. Number three is Jane. Number two is a Street Toffs, and number one is uh, Elton Bennis. And the reason why Joe is uh, debuting it's so high. Oh, shit. Sorry, ladies and gentlemen, that's just uh, Stephen's alarm. <laughs> no stress about that. Anyway, you were saying? <laughs> He's like, all right, bid with Vasquez finished. Yay. Yep. yep, we've gone over time. Yeah, we have. Yeah, no, we haven't. Uh, we're so all yeah, the time in the world. The reason why he's, he's coming in so hot is basically because of what you've said as well. He's just awesome. Yeah, he's yeah. great. He doesn't need jokes or humor. Yeah. He's, he's just amazing. And, and just to let you know, we don't look or tell each other who's in our top 10 before the show. Yeah. Usually it's a surprise. So this is a surprise for me that he's in your top five. Yeah, I was actually surprised yeah. that he would appear in yours. Yeah, so there I you th- go. I thought that you would think that he would appear in mine because he's an old curmudgeon. He can't curmudgeon old dude, yeah. yeah. Your favourite. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so where does the episode uh, uh, appear in your list of well, episodes we've done so far? I'll read my top ten first. Sure. Number ten is The Jimmy. Number nine's The Limo. Eight's The Movie. Seven, The Pony Remark. Six, The Hamptons. Five, The Bizarro Jerry. Four, The Soup Nazi. Three, The Puffy Shirt. Number two, The Outing. Number one, The Mango. What? It's my number one episode. Are you serious? Yeah, dead serious. Yeah. Are you serious? Yeah. What? The Mango. I haven't laughed so hard in an episode for a long time. Holy shit. The Mango is... Like, before we did Bidwa Bask, I probably wouldn't have put The Mango even in my top 10. Yeah. You know, probably maybe 20. I would have thought, oh, yeah. But watching this again, man, like... It's so well written. It's so well crafted, like the contest. You know, it's it's just the character, the secondaries, especially Joe's just fantastic. The writing is just terrific. Yep. The acting, Kramer, is just sensational on this yeah, one. George, he's, he's George is magnificent. Yep. Everyone's just magnificent in this episode. And I don't know, just the whole premise is just really, really enjoyable. Okay. I really enjoyed it. And it's I had a smile on my face virtually all episode. That's awesome. And I laughed out loud a lot. That's great. <laughs> I usually laugh out loud maybe like three, four times an episode, but this one I laughed nearly every scene. Yeah, wow. every scene was just great. Yeah, no, there yeah. was no, there was no fat. There was this. no, there was no fat, and it never, never dropped. There was yeah. no like drop-off points in the yeah, episode. never dipped in quality. Nah, no Some way. episodes we've reviewed, we've had like good bits that have been filled in by less. Yeah, by just sort of filler. But this one is just it's Solid all it's all, it's all it's all sausage, no sizzle. Yep, definitely. So that's my number one at the moment. Wow. So what what a bang! What a what a way to finish off season two, huh? Huh? Yeah, that's amazing. That's it. Who would have thought, huh? I yeah. would never have thought. Well, I would have thought the contest would knock out the outing yep. eventually, but the outing, I, I thought that was, that was going to be number one. Two big number ones this year. We've got George Steinbrenner. <laughs> but I don't think the mango will be as controversial though. No, no, that's true. Yeah. Uh, Mango's it's a very well loved episode. Yeah. And it's one of the highest ranked episodes on IMDb. Yeah. I think it's like eight point nine out of ten. It's a classic. Yeah. I think people forget about the episode based on the title because yeah. t- a lot of the time the title indicates what the episode's about and people yeah. know, but everyone's like the mango. Like, yeah, what? what's that again? What? Yeah. Because, huh? you know, mango's not really a big part of it. No. You know, it should be called the the fake. The fakes? No, I think the mango sounds better. Usually it's like an object associated with the plot. That's true. So I think the mango is just fine. Okay, well, uh, (laughs) reeling from such a a shock, a good shock. See, that's why I don't tell you things anymore. I like to keep you surprised. Hmm. So there you go. Hmm. Anyway. Uh, So my top ten, we've got the shoes, uh, the mango, number nine. Oh, okay. Mango's number nine. Yep. Beautiful. The subway, uh, the apartment, uh, the pony remark, the baby shower. Stakeout, the limo, the movie, and uh, our episode from two weeks ago with our friend Stacy the pen. That's right, the pen. You love the uh, bottleneck episodes. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah. 
Uh, do you have any Seinfeldisms this week? I do not. Okay. Uh, but I do have. Uh, I, I like to mention more after your Seinfeldisms. Uh, okay. There is a festivus festival going on in Melbourne City at the cool. moment. But I'll have some details about that in a minute. Cool. Uh, so what's I've your Seinfeldisms? Yeah. So I've only got one this week, and it was actually pretty cool. So, um, in the article about the um, the guy that I talked about in um, Chicago who runs a Seinfeld club out yeah, of his high school, Jerry. Yeah, I was reading the the comments section, um, and someone actually mentioned for no real reason, but I'm glad they did, that there's a podcast called WTDWS. Okay. What's the deal with Seinfeld podcast? So it's uh, someone who's watching Seinfeld for the first time and he just talks about it. Nice. So he just watches an episode and I listened to an episode and it's really good. Cool. I think... I couldn't figure out. There's not. There's not really much of a, a presence. You know, they, maybe they're like a new podcast. I don't okay, know. Okay, must be must be like us at the start of the year. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. Um, so yeah. I couldn't really find much information about them. I think he's based out of Canada, based okay. on his accent. Nice. Um, and yeah, I listened to an episode, and it's pretty good. And he's just starting chronologically. Nice. Yeah, good work. He, he knows a lot about Seinfeld because you know it's so prevalent. Yes. Um, but he just doesn't. He, he never really watched the episodes. No. Yeah. Fair enough. Um, yeah, so that was pretty cool to find out about another Seinfeld podcast. Oh, very there's, good. There's so many out there. That's great. Well, I hope one day we read the comments and it's like, oh, I listened to a show based in Australia called Bidmore Bass. Yeah, that'd be That'd nice. be fantastic. That would be a nice ego, ego boost. Oh, it would be. Yeah, so what's up with Festivus? Yeah, so there is actually a Festivus being held in Melbourne City, so Melbourne in Australia, at Melbourne Central, which is like one of the main shopping centres in the city, and it's also a tr- an underground train station mm. as well. So it started on Monday the 11th of December, and it's on until Christmas Eve and uh, Melbourne Central is celebrating the holidays with a 14 day festivus and uh, pr- uh, previous events uh, which started last week or this week included a pop-up cocktail bar by uh, George's Bar in Fitzroy they did like cocktails yep yep uh, they called it Costanza's Cocktail Bar. Cool. Yeah, which is cool. Mm. Uh, they also had a, a two-hour mashup of famous Christmas TV episodes. Okay. So that included Seinfeld's The Strike. Awesome. Well, yeah, yeah. Awesome. And uh, their namesake. That's right. And also uh, on the Friday they had uh, Mariah Carey karaoke night, and they call it Mariah Karaoke. Mariah Karaoke. So you get to play, you know, sing all her famous hits, including All About for Christmas Is You. I've heard that just like a hundred times already. Yeah, that's a classic Christmas song. It is a good Christmas song, though. I like yeah. it a lot. It's one of the best. Yeah, yeah, it's a good, it's it's like Home Alone. It's, yeah. just, it's just part of modern Christmas. Yeah, you hear it in every Target and Big W. And yeah, I guess if you're in America, every Walmart, Best Buy, you'll you'll hear that song. Yeah, I used to work at Woolworths, there. and that was Woolworths Radio, and that yeah. was part of their Christmas playlist every year. <laughs> yeah, you get sick of it after a while. Yeah, you do when you <laughs> hear it. I, I feel sorry for those retail workers though. Uh, yeah, yeah it's work. pretty pretty rough. The same the same songs over and over yeah, again. Yeah, no, pretty rough on on repeat. Yeah. Um. So. The reason why I like I mentioned that there were previous is because this episode is coming out. Well, it would have come out on Saturday Australian mm. times. So these happened in the past. Yep. Like Mariah Karaoke was on Friday. Yep. I think the cinema was like on Tuesday, etc., yep. etc. But by the time it comes out, you've still got another week of festivus at Melbourne Central to yeah. to try and go and enjoy. So if you're in Melbourne, you should head along. We're going to head along next week. Actually, yeah, we will be there on uh, the Wednesday. So if you see a guy with like a beard and like a black shirt and. Uh, Another dude, you know, just with in like not a beard. Yeah, maybe like shorts and thongs and whatever t-shirt you're wearing back. Uh, yeah, you know, on the day. How 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 do you think we could distinguish ourselves? Like, I don't know. Could we wear something or maybe? I don't know. Do something so people nah. would spot us. Nah, nah. If, <laughs> they probably if, won't know who if, we are. If you really care enough to come and say hello, it would be it would be really lovely. It'd be cool to meet someone. Yeah, I'd love to. Yeah, you know, meet some fans. But 
Um, if you want to know what we look like, just look on our Instagram. There's some photos of us, and I'm sure you'll be able to pick us yeah, out. Yeah, you'll spot us from yeah. a mile away. Should yep. be fine. Um, so some events that they're having. Uh, they're having uh, on the Saturday, they're having a Festivus Fugly Photo Fiesta. So basically, <laughs> you dress up in Christmas jumpers. Festivus Fugly yeah. Photo. So you dress up uh, in Christmas jumpers for hilariously hidden hideous Christmas pics. What day is that? Uh, that's on the Saturday, the okay. 16th. That's 5pm till 8pm. That's on level 2 of Melbourne Central. It's near Sasson Bide. Okay. And uh, you can get a drink or two on them. Uh, rock up in your own cringeworthy Christmas outfit for the chance to score spot prizes for the best and worst dressed. Okay. Yes. And uh, you got to be 18 plus because there's alcohol. Mm. So that, uh, that's Saturday. Sunday, there's a pizza-mas party. Pizza is life. Think of classic Chrissy dishes, Christmas dishes rather, uh, then imagine them on a slice. Prawns, Christmas ham, or fruitcake. They're turning all the most delicious... The ocean called. They're running out of prawns. Yeah. They're running out of shrimp. Running out of shrimp. I don't think it's Seinfeld reference, but yeah, I get what you mean. Everything is related to Seinfeld. I, I love. I hope the pizza's called the comeback. That would be The cool. comeback pizza. Yeah. And it's just like shrimp. <laughs> All the on the pizza. It's called the jerk store. The jerk store. Yeah, the jerk store pizzeria. That'd be fantastic. <laughs> that would be cool. They, yes. So they're actually making pizzas out of these Christmas traditions, uh, traditional favourites, and the pizzas are free. Uh, that's at the Hungry Bear. That's on the ground level of Menzies Alley. Uh, that's on Sunday, the 17th of December from 4pm till 8pm or until sold out. Hmm. Yes. And if you want an avocado breakfast on the Monday from 8am till 11pm, you can head to Billy's Central, uh, where you can post a selfie in front of them on your Instagram, tag at Billy's Central, and show them in store for your free smashed avocado brekkie. Hmm. Limited to the first 200 people. Okay. Yes. And also during the week as well, I'm not going to mention every single event because there's quite a few. Yeah. But uh, there's also... Plus my alarm went off. So yeah, know, I know. We're over time by like ticking. 10 minutes. Exactly. <laughs> uh, there is a, what's called a wrap and send, and that's on level one near the French Connection at Melbourne Central. Um, your gifts can give back this Christmas. Get your presents wrapped by street volunteers and delivered with Retail Runner, and they'll donate proceeds on your behalf. Awesome. Uh, so pay it forward. All gift wrapping proceeds will go to Street, S-T-R-E-A-T. Excellent. For more information, go to www.melbournecentral.com.au forward slash what's happening slash 14 Day Festivus. That sounds like a paid plug, but that wasn't. We're just it wasn't ex- a paid we're just, plug. We're just, ex- we're just excited to promote awesome Seinfeld things. And the fact that there's actually a Festivus in Melbourne, yeah. like where we're broadcasting we're from, gotta get, just We've got to get behind that. Yeah, we have to. So we'll be there on the Wednesday. Uh, yeah, like Stephen said, if you don't know what we look like, just... Show up, find us you know, on Instagram. You'll see pictures of us. And yeah. uh, if you can spot us in a crowd, Yeah, if you want to like. say hello, that'll be awesome. We're, yeah. we're pretty friendly dudes. Exactly. Anyway, that's it for season two of Bid yeah, It's been a good one. It's been a great one. It's a nice one. way to end the year. Absolutely. And uh, we, as I said before, we will be back for season three. Um, I think it'll be the 11th or the 12th of January is yeah. what, what we're looking at. Around there, yeah. Um, you can also keep in touch with us over the holidays. You know, Let us know what you're doing over Christmas or Festivus. We'd love to hear from you. And yep. uh, if you have any episode suggestions for Season 3, drop us a line and uh, we'll fit them in and we'll uh, talk about the secondaries and uh, other shenanigans. That's it. So we do, we do take requests as well. We do. Um, we've done quite a few episodes um, we have. that have been requested by fans and friends. Absolutely. So, yeah, we're always open to that. And uh, over the over the festive season and the New Year season, we're going to be airing a lot of grievances via our social media. We will, yes. I will, at least. Good. Um, I'll yeah. talk about you too. Okay. Like, Stephen did this. Yeah. You yeah, that. that's fine. And thank you. I'd just like to say thank you so much for listening to us, whether you listened from day one or you just subscribed recently. Thanks heaps for the support. We do appreciate it. I mean... You know, it's a wonderful thing we're doing. You know, just a couple of buddies talking about Seinfeld once a week. It's an absolute privilege to 
bring you a weekly show and yeah, uh, we're really no. glad for the support and uh, if you've got mates who you know are either the casual Seinfeld fan or a, or a huge you know hardcore veteran uh, let them know about the podcast get a different perspective on the show yeah that's right no we appreciate it and things just get better and better we get more listeners and we get more feedback and you know we get better ideas and yeah it's it's really awesome so thank you for coming along you know with us so far season three is going to be another level yeah um, we've got lots of ideas um things are just going to be a lot better yeah and we've got um, something special to mention but we'll mention that in the new year yeah it's yeah. uh it's it's going to be pretty cool all i'll say is that it's for our 50th episode and that's right uh, which is coming up in season three that's it yes. so we'll 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 announce that officially um in january when we launch for season three sounds good and uh yeah in uh in the meantime stay safe and uh be well and watch lots of seinfeld on your downtime yeah please do so yep and uh air all those grievances and uh have many many feats of strength absolutely so, let's wrestle now Stephen. <laughs> that's it yeah uh so this has been another week and another season of bid thanks again for listening and uh if you want to get in touch with us we have an email address bid podcast at gmail.com we're on social media at bid is our handle uh, you can visit our website at uh, bidwillbass.com and finally you can listen to us on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts uh, Seinfeld or Bidwillbass is the easiest way to search yep. and uh, if you want to spread the word so thanks again and uh, I'm Stephen I'm Ivan and uh, we'll catch you all next year yes Merry Christmas Happy Hanukkah and Happy Festivus for the rest of you yeah